Welcome to This Is Your Book Club Podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. Welcome. And here we are. So good to be here. Why? Can't believe it's December. Like mid-December. We're almost wrapping up another year. Yeah. That's wild. Doesn't seem real. But here we are. Yeah. This is episode 188. 188? Can you believe it? I cannot even believe that. That is amazing. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever listened to that many episodes? Like, do we have listeners that have been with us for 188 episodes? All of them. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. That's amazing. I know. I've been here for all of them. Every, I haven't been here for all of them. (laughs) I can't can't say this. Even I have not been here for all of them. I guess that's true. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. But you have. Yeah, I've done. Yeah. You have not missed an episode. I have You've missed You've only missed two. two. I have missed two of those two. episodes. And. Thank you to the Waddells so, for yeah, stepping in. Yep. Yep. I've got two more kids that I could interview. So you've got two more absences <laughs> and then it's up. I have then no what more. will we do? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. Oh, goodness it gracious. Somehow is amazing that it works you out. You know what? There's times that you just can't and they were both valid times. So. Here we are. Yeah. Here we are. Thank you for being with us. Jamie, do you have a fun fact? I sure do. Okay. Catherine Walsh, the author of Holiday Romance, our December book, is from Ireland. And this book takes place characters, they're actually flying home. To Ireland. To Ireland. So it the majority of this book takes place in Ireland. And so the question, this is the same interview that I told you about last week. With Hannah from the Guile Allais Public Library. Mm-hmm. The question she asked is, is Ireland as idyllic as it sounds in your books? Indeed. I want to know. Yeah, because, well, every other location usually in a book is a place that I want to go. True. Especially That's when so it's true. like a rom-com. Yes. It's always idyllic. Um, she says, it is and it isn't. I suppose it's like any place in the world in that it's all about how you feel about it. I'm so glad it comes across as idyllic, though, because while I love living in Ireland, I also try and portray it as realistically as possible, which means including the good and the bad in a way that's credible. So while you can have sunrises over rolling green hills, you can also have underinvested and undersupported towns. You can have people working hard and struggling to get by. You can have beauty and you can have pain, but ultimately it comes down to community, which is what really makes any home. I try to always give my books a strong sense of this, as I truly believe it's part of what makes our little island so great. Oh. Which I love that it's, it's real. Yeah. It's, it's real. There's real people that live there with real and life real struggles And yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. That is an interesting. So should I visit? She doesn't really say. I think you still should because she doesn't say, but I do. Okay. This is my saying because I want to go as well. You should visit because it's idyllic with rolling green hills and we beauty. We would get the good You stuff. wouldn't know the underinvested and all of that stuff. 
Right. So true. Right. So true. But I, it's there, like in every country. Right. I need to go. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. On to today. Let's take a quick break. Oh. Okay. We did it. We took a break. Awesome. We're ready. So excited to talk books today, Jamie. Yes. I'm excited too. Well, let's be real. I'm going to tell you that I'm excited because I love talking the about books. bad, and the ugly. But do I have some good book recommendations for you? <laughs> Only you can say. Let's look at it as I'm going to tell you maybe what not to read. Okay. But it's up to you. You might like this, listeners. You might like these. I'm going to tell you maybe why I didn't. No, not all of them. One specifically. But Okay. I'm looking forward we'll start. to that. Do you okay. want to go first? <laughs> Great. Yes. Jump in for I'm going to jump Jamie. in. Okay. The very first one I read is The Taxidermist's Daughter by Kate Moss. Or Mose. It's hard to tell. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that's really good. It And it says on the cover, in death, there can be beauty. Oh. This was poetic. written, right? This was written in 2014. Um but it takes place in Sussex in 1912. It is the story of a body is found in a river or a body of water. Okay. And this, the taxidermist's daughter, she lives with her dad and um, she is out in the yard um, and looks over and sees uh, a body in the water. And so she has her housemaid or helper, help her get it out of the water. And they call the authorities. And um, she has, she sees some things on the body that are making her think somebody she knows looks, doesn't look good, looks suspicious. Like foul play. Foul, that's a good way to put it. Some foul play. Okay. So, it, she's pretty sure the people that pulled the body out saw it as well, but she doesn't know what to do. So she's trying to figure out maybe how can I cover this up? How can I get this person off? Did this person really do it? How could they have? And um, and and her her dad had left the day before. He's a taxidermist, and. She doesn't know where he went and he hasn't oh. come back for a couple days. Oh. So is he involved? Is he guilty? Is what's going on? What's the real story here? They find out who the missing person, who the body is. Um, there's another guy that comes on the scene whose father is the doctor in the town and he's gone missing as well. It So they're trying to figure out a good whodunit. 1912 so this is you know england old and it gave me vibes of remember at christmas time not christmas time it's christmas time now at halloween time when we took the quiz and it was recommended that i read the descent of dr frankenstein yes the life and descent of dr frankenstein it gave me those vibes mm. like What's going on here? I liked it. It was good. I liked the Descent of Dr. Frankenstein better. Okay. I I read it because honestly it was called The Taxidermist's Daughter and I'm somewhat obsessed with taxidermy. That's not weird. 
You said that with such a straight face. I am fully aware it's weird. I'm weird. I like really weird taxidermy. It humors me. Someone needs to be interested in that. Right, right. I don't want good taxidermy. I don't want to hang a zebra or a bear on my wall. But I want to see crappy weird taxidermy. Like... The novices of taxidermy. Anyway, sure, so sure. I was interested because of that. It was not at all. About he could have taxidermy. totally not even been a taxidermist. Uh, it was very little about his job as a taxidermist. Dang it. And more about his daughter and, and how she's trying to figure this out. Anyway, I gave it three stars. The Taxidermist's Daughter by Kate Mose. Awesome. It's got a beautiful cover. In case you're wondering, I did look it up while it- we were chatting. Which cover is there's? I've seen two different covers. So this which is the cover? The one on Goodreads. Oh yeah, that's that is more beautiful than what was on my library checkout cover. So oh. look at the beautiful one on Goodreads and it say, is, well, at least it had a pretty. pretty cover. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was a good story. Three stars. Awesome. It does have there like a little bit scary skull, but that's neither here nor there. Okay. <laughs> All right, the first book I'm going to talk about today is The Stranger Upstairs by Lisa M. Matlin. When I when you first told me that you had just read this, I was that title is like so many other mm-hmm. common titles. I was like, "Oh yeah, I've read that." And then when I looked it up, I'm like, "Oh, no, I haven't. It's just a very it common is. sounding title." It is. The and Stranger Upstairs. I feel like the Stranger Next Door, right. The Stranger Among Us. I think there was The Wife Upstairs the that wife I had upstairs. maybe read. So similar to another title, just yes. common. They're, yes. And they're all like thrillers. Yes. Right? They or fall like under mystery. that genre. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this particular Stranger story is about um, a couple, specifically a woman, like the the wife of this couple who purchased a home that has been abandoned and empty for some time because they're in that home years ago. Mm -hmm. The father murdered the daughter and the the wife has is missing and they assume she also was murdered. They're not Mm -hmm. sure. Nothing ever came of her. Um, And so it's kind of like the horror house, like nobody wants to live there. And so she's decided that she is going to buy it for a deal because it's in a really great neighborhood and she's going to like fix it up mm-hmm. and then sell it for a profit. And and she, everything she does, she's going to do it online. Like, she, or not, she's going to put it on like Instagram. Okay. She's going to Instagram. She's going to become an influencer along yes, the way via check out this murder house okay. that I'm yeah. refinishing. Cool. I'm loving this idea. Right. Her day job is a therapist. She's a therapist, and that is her day job. Her husband is a bartender, Mm -hmm. and it's very, like, you're trying to understand from the beginning, like, the nature of their relationship. Like, she bought this house without talking to him about it. He was Mm -hmm. not happy about it, but he also didn't, like, stop her, that he moved forward with it with her, but he's not really happy. And a willing participant okay. in yes. this experience. Um, so as um, I think her name is Sarah, actually. Ooh. As Sarah is like 
moving forward with all of this, there's obviously lots of obstacles, lots of unforeseen problems with the house. Mm -hmm. She has neighbors who aren't supported. They won't come inside. They want her to just leave. They have one particular neighbor who just wants the house to be condemned and torn down like a fresh start. They need to fix this for the neighborhood. And and she doesn't really belong there. They It's like people who have lived there for generations. Like these are okay. homes that are passed down. Yeah. And like she doesn't fit the bill. She's an outsider. Absolutely. Okay. And she starts to learn little secrets about things that had happened there that she wasn't told when she bought the house. She starts to hear mm. noises around the house. She puts up wallpaper, The come leaves the room, comes back, and the wallpaper's all on the ground. It's like spooky things are happening in the house. She's She has a cat that gets very sick, and she can't, she thinks she's, the cat was poisoned. Like so many things are happening. Mm -hmm. And she is determined to like make it through. So I'm not going to give any more away because okay. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. If you choose to read the story, it's a great like what is happening in this house? Mm -hmm. What is the true story of Sarah Slade? Like you can tell there's something going on with her that doesn't seem on the up and up, you get a little bit of her history. Where is everyone else in her life? Like all these little things that are start not really adding up. And it was interesting and it was well written. I didn't love Sarah Slade. She wasn't like a character I was rooting for. Okay. And um, what's happening with the house and like what's actually happening there. Like I didn't. <laughs> Love it. And I kind of thought, like, how did this go on so long? Right. I cannot say what's happening, like, my feelings about it without spoiling it, I feel like. It so sounds like I there were maybe just some stop. big holes. Yes. Yes. Okay. And not always explained, even at the end. And it left you kind of guessing. I gave it three stars. I mean, it's not awful. Okay. It's a fine mystery if this is your genre you're gonna mm -hmm. like it because that's your genre yeah but if this isn't your genre but you just wanted to read a mystery this yeah, is not the this, one there's other ones that you'd like better that are better okay yeah. that's fair yeah three stars okay. the stranger upstairs if you've read it i wondered if you came away with the same like hmm as i did right i want to know yeah because maybe i don't want to read it but i want to know <laughs> if I other people know. feel the same way and if they don't then i'll read it Right. That would be helpful. That's kind of how I feel. So That would be helpful. Anyway, let us know. Okay. My next one is Just Another Missing Person by Jillian McAllister. Um, I This is her newest book. It just came out in August. I loved Wrong Place, Wrong Time. Okay. From her. I think I read it last year. I loved it. I gave it four stars. I liked this one. I did not love this one. Okay. But I give it three. Like, high three. It was a good story. It had good twists and turns and um, unexpected, you know, weaves in here and there. And it took you on a little, uh, quite the chase. Um, so I I enjoyed it, just not as much as the other one. Okay. Um, so there is a woman who is reported as missing. She's been missing for one day. And the detective, the... The woman's name is Olivia. The detective is Julia. She gets the case and she is super, super dedicated to her job. She knows the first 48 hours are of most important in missing persons cases. And they have footage of this 
of Olivia, the last footage of her on CCTV, where she goes into an alley, but she does not come out of the alley. So they start investigating this alley, and there's really nowhere she could have gone. So they're like, how... What what could have happened when she went down this alley? How could we not have seen it? What what are the options, the possibilities? Where could she be? And um, Julia, the detective, hurt. She has a daughter and a husband at home, and um, she is just when she's on a case, she's on a case. And they have some other things going on as well. But you know, dad's home with the daughter, and she's just really investigating this. It. It's, there's so many layers here of where this goes. It really was, I could have never guessed. Oh. It really was like a good, I did not see that coming. Okay. Um, it was good. I liked it. I liked the family dynamic of her and her daughter and her husband and how that played into the story. And then there's another family, uh, a mother and her son. And her concern for him and the things he's going through, I really like the relationships are well-written. Um, the layers of the book are well-written. It's a well-written book. Um, just not as, I loved the other one so much more. Sure. Um, high three stars on this one. I really like Jillian McAllister. I've read a couple of her books and I will continue to read her books. Yes. And that's where I'll leave it. Awesome. I'm adding it to my list. All right. Please let me know what you think when you're done. Most certainly will. Okay. The next one I'm going to talk about is Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. This is everywhere. Finally jumping on the bandwagon. Okay. This has been rated on Goodreads. So that who knows how many people have read it, but rated on Goodreads 857,000 times. Can I just oh like gosh. preface it by saying that? <laughs> you can <laughs> even wrap cow. your mind around that number. That is so many people. It won like the 2023 Goodreads Choice Award for Fantasy. Yes. Okay. I saw that on there. It has an overall rating uh-huh. of 4.63. Wow. In case with 857,000 ratings. That is high. This is a highly liked book. Yes. Yes, this is the story. It be, is long, yeah. in case okay. you're wondering. There are 500 pages. Oh, goodness. But I think it was like 17 hours if you listen to it. Okay. Which is an investment for me. I don't generally give that much time to one book, but everybody's talking about it. I hear you. Yeah. So I did. I read this book in three days. Ooh, which is that's very 17 fast. hours. Three days. That was that's very, very fast quick. for me, and I yeah. and I get through a book quickly. But for yeah. that level of a book, that was significantly fast. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> this is a story of it's like it. I would say it's like a Hunger Games. Okay, it's like a Twilight, but not really, because that's more in the real world, and this is not. This is like okay. its own dystopia okay okay so this is the story of like a kingdom Mm -hmm. that has dragon riders and you have to go to school to be a dragon rider and really they're weeding out who is strong enough to be a dragon rider and by weeding out i mean die you might die 
oh, not just you're it's not very cutting dangerous. it. It's ah. the the school is very dangerous. They're not messing around. So when you enter the school, even entering to like write your name down to say I want to be a dragon rider, you have to do like an incredibly dangerous thing. And some people don't even make it there. Make it there to get even so hard to get into the school. Yes. Okay. The character that we're following, the main character, she doesn't necessarily want to do this. Her mother is saying, this is what you have to do. We are a family of dragon riders. You have to be a dragon. Yeah. She wants to you be You have to scholarly. live up to. Yes. She wants to work with the book. She's grown. Her father did that. Her father is no longer around. He's died. Mm-hmm. And so he, she was following his footsteps. But now without him there, her mother's like, you're no, going to, I'm a dragon this. rider. You're a dragon rider. You're going to do this. So she's kind of forced into it. And once she gets there, she decides, you know what? I am going to prove myself I can here. Do this. And she embraces this opportunity. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to call it. And she is n- like because her mother is very high up in government, she is not. They 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 go hard on her. Okay, right. They're not yeah. going to go easy on her just because of who she is. Just like the other students are, like yeah. get her out of here. And for whatever reason, there's lots of reasons why they don't like her mother. Okay, so you get to watch her try to grow as a dragon rider to be um, worthy of being a dragon rider and to not die, mm-hmm. while also. You know, having a love romance, she has a best friend. Is it him? Is it another guy who's kind of should be an enemy? Mm-hmm. But they end up on the same side, so they have to trust each other. It's really good. Wow. It's really good. Yeah. It's totally a fantasy, but it's not the kind of fantasy where you're like, what is going on? Like, it's yeah. very easy to follow. Okay. It, I was not ever lost or confused. I was totally like, yeah, people are dragon riders, duh. Oh, of course. Like, do you know what I'm yeah. saying? It was like Harry Potter. Kind of like Potter. when you're reading Harry Potter. I yes. was just going to say the same thing. Like, you, this is a school of magic. Uh, of course as it you is. Do. And that's how this feels. Okay. Now, the one thing I want to say that I really loved about this book, I told you about this earlier, mm-hmm. was the very first thing that I got when I started the book was a disclaimer that said, this book contains language. Mm-hmm. And sexual content. And, um, it, you know, just so that you know, make sure you're okay with that before. Before reading. Proceeding, basically. And I'm totally botching the way they said it. They said it beautifully. But I was like, what? I've never heard that before in any no. of the books I've read. I've never been presented a disclaimer. Right. It did not make me hesitate. It didn't make me go, hmm, do I want to read this? No, I well, want to read this book you went in knowing but i had a heads up i was aware of the things that i was going to come across and so when i did i wasn't surprised you knew it was, it was like coming. oh yeah they said yeah. i was going to read these things yeah and i appreciated it so much i loved it yeah i would love for all the books that that had any kind of thing that you might need to be aware of to let you know well and i was just thinking as you were explaining the book to me at first, before the disclaimer part, I was thinking, oh, I wonder if my daughter would like this book because she loved Hunger Games, yeah. loved Harry Potter, and it seems right in that realm. However, now knowing there was that disclaimer, she's 14 and she's maybe yeah. not, I don't I don't know how explicit. It, can, the, it gets pretty descriptive. Okay, so it's not something I'd want my middle schooler to read. Not yet. Not yet. Okay, so. <laughs> Tell her to hold tight. Hold off. Yeah, so yeah. I appreciate that because. The description, I would have been like, ooh, it's like a new Hunger Games. 
Right. And there are parts that it does feel like that. Yeah. But it's the more mature. But it is a more mature book than Hunger Games. Yes. When it comes to relationships and, yeah, they use quite a, you know, I don't know quite a bit, but there is language. Okay. And so I, I just thought, I just, I was super surprised about that. And I did think like people who hesitate to do that, like they think, well, I don't want you to not read the book because, you know. Because of this. Yes. This proves that that will not stop anyone from reading your book. Like 857,000 ratings. That doesn't say that's how many people read the book. Many more, probably three times as many have read the book book. than are going to rate it here on Goodreads. Right, right. And they got the disclaimer. And they still read it. And they still read it. It's an and I appreciate it. incredible I didn't, amount I of readers. I didn't hesitate reading it, even yeah. after hearing that. But you appreciated it. I appreciated it. I love Optism. I just felt like, wow, we do that with our movies. We do it with our television shows. like the Video games. Yeah. Why aren't we doing that with our books? And it's so nice. Yeah, it was it so doesn't nice. mean you can't read it. It's not like banning a book. It's just giving a heads up. This might be. Yeah. A, a trigger, content. like a trigger warning if it's something that's a heavy thing, or this has this content in it, you choose what you're going to do with that. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah. Anyway, just a side note. Okay. I gave it four stars. Awesome. All right. My last one today is A Merry Little Meat Cute by mm-hmm. Julie Murphy and Sierra Simone. Now, I chose <laughs> this book as a nice rom-com cutest cover christmas rom-com i totally based it off of the cover it's so cute like how cute is that Mm -hmm. and i love a christmas rom-com i love the silliness i'm not into hallmark movies but i can take a book of a little romance story yeah okay okay i don't do hallmark however that being said this book is about (laughs) a girl who um her name is B Bianca Hobbs. She goes by B Hobbs at the on the scene of the movie they're making. So she gets cast in this movie that is uh I can't remember what they call the um the channel, but it's kind of like a lifetime channel. Where isn't that where all the Hallmark movies are? Yes. Or they have the Hallmark channel. Yes. But Lifetime is like family friendly mm-hmm. movies, right? Mm-hmm. So it's something like that that would be like a Hallmark. Christmas movie is what they're making. Okay. Okay. So, A, something I don't really like, but I can read about it. Uh, However, (laughs) Bianca, Mm -hmm. her previous jobs, (laughs) she goes by, well, B. Hobbs for this movie, the Hallmark-ish movie. Her previous jobs, she goes by Bianca Von Honey, and she is a porn star. An adult film star, I should say. An adult film star. And she also has what in the book is called a closed doors account, which is like our, what's it called? What's the um, fans only that's now out today that you can pay for whatever. I don't know. But it's like a fans only. So she she does that well and has quite the following in the porn world. Okay. Now she comes over to make this movie. Um, She's hired for this movie, but doesn't want anyone on the set to know that her previous life, like she thinks she can keep it secret. That this is going to be two different audiences. Nobody's going to know what her previous work is because that would not look good upon the movie 
or the Lifetime-ish channel sure. that's family-friendly. Even though right. this movie is family-friendly, they cast an adult porn star. And so she's that trying to keep this frown a secret. Yes. yes. So I'm going to leave it there. Of course, it's a merry little meet cute. So there is a romance. It's a rom-com. Her... um there's another person on set who has different reasons for being there and different secrets he's keeping. Was it pretty, like, descriptive? Oh. Like, her experiences as a porn star? I'm just curious. You know what? If it had just been that her past job was a an yes. adult film star or porn star and that she had made pornographic movies, I wouldn't have had a an issue with it. But it is explicit. Oh, it that is so good It explicitly talks about her job. Okay. And in her meet cute, it's pretty explicit. Okay. So that's just my disclaimer. Yeah. Is I can handle, I've read some steamy romance novels. I've yes. read some steamy rom-coms. This was a lot more. Okay. That's good to know, though. I I think it's good to know. I passed you know, I was like, yeah, I can't hear this. Yeah, skip forward. Can't hear this. Can't hear this. Um, and I'd say that rarely, rarely do I skip forward. I'm usually it's okay, pretty okay with. I mean, I don't always love it, but you can handle. I can handle it. it. This was a lot, hmm, that's a lot. Interesting. So for how cute the cover is, mm -hmm. I think it could use a a little a disclaimer. Disclaimer. Of, it is heavily descriptive of romantic activities okay uh, that's good put it to right know. there i gave it two stars just because i was so caught off guard with it like if you knew mm -hmm. going into it that that's what it was going to be choose and it. you choose it yeah it might be different because it was cute like i love the idea of making a hallmark movie in this set and they're in this little made-up christmas village and it's snowy and all the cute things you want in a christmas book yeah and it was just too much for me yeah, I the sexual content was just a little sometimes. too much. So okay, good to know. I give it two stars. Um, I think it's one you could pass up. There's a lot of other really cute holiday books. Good to know. Yeah. Okay, good to know. Thank you. So, yep. All right. The last one that I'm going to talk about today is called The Love of My Life by Rosie Walsh. Um, Rosie Walsh read Ghost or wrote Ghosted. Which oh, I read I that. Really I really liked, liked Ghosted. Ghosted a lot. So I was excited to see that. That's the only she's read other or written other books, but that was that's the one I've read that I really enjoyed. Okay. Um, this is the story of Emma and her husband Leo and their daughter Ruby. Well, it's mostly about Emma and Emma and leo's you know life together they've been uh -huh. married for 10 years and her life before she met leo starts to come back and haunt her okay um on a another storyline that's like parallel storyline we also are hearing about um this actress mm -hmm. who has gone missing and okay. leo is an obituary writer. Oh, I love this. This right is his there. Job That's the job. In I want to talk to him. They okay. have these. Like, you, you don't write, write your own no. family's obituaries. Other people, like, 
learn about you and then write your obituary, which okay. is cool. That is way now, cool. With like prominent people, uh-huh. they have file folders on them, like pre-written obituaries so that they can keep all their facts in order. So when they die and they need to have the obituary out right there, they're it's got ready all to go. They just have to add like type of death. Yeah. How did it's they die? good to go. And the rest is That's already. That's kind of a creepy feeling that it's I sitting know. there just until you die. Totally. Okay. So there is, what they've found is that they've, this woman, this actress has gone missing. Mm-hmm. And so they need him to pull the stuff and get the obituary ready. And a lot mm-hmm. of times they'll use the obituary when someone is missing and they're not sure, or if they're ill in the hospital, they'll like use the obituary and then just not say they died and just be like, and she's now very ill in the hospital. But okay. these are the things about her. This is why yeah. we're worried about her. And right. What a great person she is. Sad that she's sick. Yeah. Sad that she's missing. Yeah. So that's mm. the task he's been given is to basically write her obituary, but we aren't calling her dead we're just saying oh these are the things that have happened to her in her life anyway as he we find that he starts to learn about this woman who is missing it will interlap with his wife and he doesn't see it at first and there's things happening now his wife is ill and so he's also can't help himself but start to write her obituary because she's got cancer Mm -hmm. and they've beaten it before and they think she will no they think that she'll be okay but he is just like still like in that fear yeah she's asked him not to do that i don't want you to count me gone yet don't write that yet but he can't help himself so so he starts like looking into like writing her history Mm -hmm. and things are starting to come up and she disappears for certain amounts of times and she has episodes of sadness and she goes away to feel better and she comes back Hmm. and um, it's never been an issue. It's a couple of days that she's gone and just needs some time on her own to like feel better. And then she comes back. And so we're trying to understand like, why do you feel sad and where are you going? And anyway, it's very interesting. It's, it's a pretty interwoven thing that I thought were happening. Um, I wasn't right. Okay. So I was surprised, but I, I wasn't upset. Like it was kind of like, Oh, Oh Oh, yes. Yes. And then I kind of started to catch on a little bit. And then there was another like, left field at the end that I was like, wait, what? And I like that too. I will just say there was only one like loose end that I felt like wasn't really tied up. Yeah. That I still am like, wait, what about that? That we never heard again about. And I would have liked that. But other than that, I really liked the story. It was good. And I don't want to spoil anything. It sounds really good. Very unique. Yes, it is. It's very unique. And you're kind of taken all over and you're trying to be like, wait, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And, Oh, poor Leo or, you know, oh, lucky Leo. Like all the things. Yeah. Like you're just right there with Leo trying to figure it all out. And, and you're, but you're also hearing it from Emma's point of view. And so it's good. Yeah. It's really good. I gave it four stars. That sounds really good. Yeah. It's called The Love of My Life. On my list now. Lots of books today. Yeah. A good variety. Absolutely. We were all over the map, I think. Yeah. I like it. I like when that happens. Me too. Um, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can email us at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. 
please rate and subscribe and share with your friends. Thank you to Amphibious Zoo for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And And this this is is your book club. club. Oh, 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 o